Mark had another asset that helped him get his billions. He was one of those people who could function on a few hours sleep a night. Five hours was ideal, and while four was cutting it close, he could manage. This night, he'd had no sleep at all, and he felt it about 5 a.m. He wasn't much for the trappings of power, so his corner office wasn't the usual CEO's expression of wealth and might. It was about the size of a nice living room, large enough for a small group of visitors and, most importantly, a comfortable couch for napping. His great concessions to luxury had been a fancy bar and a private bathroom, half as large as the office, with a jacuzzi and an eight-head shower. Mark set the alarm on his phone for 20 minutes after sending out a do-not-disturb message to the staff for the same amount of time. He'd sleep for 15, maybe 18, and rarely needed the alarm. But you never knew. He woke up 17 minutes later, his eyes half opening to a shape in front of him. A man was squatting down in front of him, looking at him intently. A very, very good-looking man in a very expensive suit. But overall, his clothes were a bit outrageous. The suit was charcoal gray with pinstripes, accompanied with a black shirt and a white tie. He had thick, dark hair combed back with a hint of rebellious curl to it that was only suppressed by lots of product. The stranger's dark green eye suddenly sparkled, one corner of his mouth lifting into a knowing smile. He had a few days' worth of five o'clock shadow, sculpted into something between I'm growing a beard and I didn't bother to shave. Wendy burst into the office. Mark, I'm sorry, I told him to wait. Mark blinked. So it was the Mafia, I see. The stranger's eyebrows lifted. The Mafia? From your suit, it's clear who robbed us last night. I assume you're here to collect the ransom. The man laughed instantly, a rich, warm sound. Mark was a sucker for that kind of laugh. It spoke volumes about a man's intelligence, his sense of humor, his quickness of mind. The man extended his hand. Mr. Julian, I'm Jesse Winchester. Still prone on the couch, Mark took his hand. Jesse's touch threw him. This was some Hollywood mogul's idea of a hacker, Chris Hemsworth or the like. Great hackers were never this good-looking. They didn't get up from the computer often enough to develop a grip like that. Or a jawline like that. Or a skin like that. He shook himself. No, this is business. Don't shit where you eat. Not that he would want to have anything to do with a convicted criminal anyway, other than, well, what they needed a criminal for. Mark rewrote the code in his head took up the whole subroutine that had cataloged Jesse's eyes, his grip, his laugh, and promoted itself to the top of his consciousness. Delete, he sent the command. Jesse's face changed as he saw Mark's change too. He was, Mark saw, doing the same thing, turning it off, shutting out everything that didn't apply here, now, to the business at hand. So, Mark said, sitting up, what do you do, and what does it cost me? My fee is 10000 a day. Another 5000 a day for each member of my team. Your team? Well, Jesse said, I'm not actually allowed to touch a computer. 
terms of my parole. So I'm here to do analysis, problem solving, and delegate any software tasks to them. Like you, I hire good people whom I trust, so it's not an issue. Looking at Jesse, Mark spoke to Wendy. Wendy, what do I get for my money? You get the best, Mark. Jesse comes well recommended by Charles Corbin. He was a client of yours? Mark asked. I never discuss my clients, Jesse replied, his face smooth and pleasant but his tone firm.